I have the real privilege this morning of coming and telling the story and the lesson that we have to learn today. Now, girls and boys, I need you to sit up really well because you sit up really well in there every week to hear the story, okay? And you're going to show your mums and your dads how well you can sit. You're also going to keep a little eye on them because every week when you're sitting up really well listening in there, you know what they're doing? They're in here falling asleep to David talking, which is understandable, but we need to keep an eye on them as well to make sure that they're listening really well because this story today, this lesson today, is for everybody. And what we've been learning in junior church this month is all about conviction. And it's this big word that we're not too sure about, but it simply says it up there for us, standing for what is right, even when others don't. And you have the examples of your superheroes that have been there with you all month. I've got my t-shirt on with some superheroes, and that's who we think of having conviction, that they are able to stand up. They are the heroes that they can fly into any situation and deal with it. But we're going to hear a story today about a real person, about a real person who was able to stand up for what was right, even when others weren't, to show conviction at a time that was really, really scary. And we're going to see a story about a real person. And it's a story we find in the Old Testament in a book called Daniel. And it probably doesn't take too much working out to work out who our story is about today. It's another story about Daniel. And we pick up the story, and Daniel, it's not so good for him. Unfortunately, him and his friends have been taken capture. They are prisoners, and they've been taken to Babylon. But actually, things have worked out okay for him. Because him and his friends have actually been given decent jobs within the country. And things are looking okay for Daniel, which is great. But we know that's not what's going to happen because that would be a very short story for me this morning. Unfortunately, things didn't go well. What we are told is that one night the king, his name was Nebuchadnezzar. It's a mouthful to try and get out in the morning. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream one night, and we're told that the dream was so bad that he was wrestling in his sleep, and he couldn't quite get what was going on, and it was so bad that he woke up. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep anymore because the dream had disturbed him so much. And you know, we're told that he was so disturbed by what he had dreamed that he couldn't understand it, that he called together all of the wise men that he could find, magicians, astrologers, wise men, anybody that he could find, he told them, come here, please. I don't know what my dream means, and I need to understand it. So all these men thought, great. King thinks I'm a wise man. Brilliant. I'm coming here. I'm going to be able to tell the king what his dream is. He's going to think I'm even wiser than ever. And so all these men came here, and the king said, I have had a dream, and I don't understand it. I need you to tell me. And they're like, great. Tell us the dream, and we will interpret it for you. But here's where it gets crazy. King Nebuchadnezzar wasn't for doing that. Do you know what he told them? He told them, I'm not going to tell you my dream. You're going to tell me what I dreamt, and then you're going to tell me what it meant. I'm sure they were standing there going, eh? You think about the dreams you've had. I know my dreams. I'm not, I can't tell you how weird my dreams are sometimes. It's not the place to tell them. But that was what dreams are like. They're random thoughts. They can be absolutely anything. You could be at the top of a building one minute, and then you could be driving down a road, and then you could be in a field. all makes sense in your head, but it's random at times, and you don't know what it is. But here was King Nebuchadnezzar going, tell me what my dream was, and then interpret it. 
And the wise man must have been standing there going, no, no, this is right. You know, give us a hint. Give us a clue. You know, what, what sort of area are we in? And King Nebuchadnezzar went, no, I'm not telling you anything. You have to tell me. The only way I will know that you are telling me the truth is if you tell me what I dreamt. And this was crazy. But you know what? It got even worse for the wise men. Because King Nebuchadnezzar said that if they didn't tell him, they were going to be in trouble. Oh, dear. Because he also didn't mean that they were just going to get in trouble. He didn't mean that they were going to lose their jobs. He didn't even mean they were going to get put in prison if they didn't tell him his dream. If they were not able to tell him what he had dreamed and what it meant, he was going to kill them. Now, you think about that. That thing that we have all said couldn't be done, that you can't guess what somebody has dreamed. He said, if they can't do that, he is going to kill them and all the wise men in the land. Oh, dear. And at this, when the wise men heard this, they went, no, no, it is impossible. You can't do this. This is wrong. Which was a very, very bad idea because what they had then basically done was said to King Nebuchadnezzar, here, you're wrong, mate. You, you're wrong. You can't do that. Which is a very bad idea because that made the king very angry. And he shouted out and he went, that is it. All the wise men in the land are to be killed. Oh, dear. And that's what brings us to Daniel. Because Daniel, in his job, was a wise man. That was what his job was. He was to help the king and help to solve things in the land. And so what happened was one of the king's men called Arioch was sent to Daniel. And he was told he had to kill him. And you know what? This is what we were told in the Bible. When Arioch came to Daniel, Daniel walked out to him and calmly asked him why he was doing what he was doing. Now, listen to that, calmly. Daniel knew what was happening. Daniel knew that Arioch was coming there to kill him because of what the king had decreed. But he went out and he stood before Arioch and calmly asked him why he was doing If it was me, I would be upstairs hiding in a cupboard, crying, crying, hoping that I wasn't be found. But no, Daniel came out because he had conviction. He knew that he had to stand up, that this wasn't right, that the king couldn't make this decree up and say, everybody will be killed if they can't do this impossible thing of hearing my dream. He knew that wasn't right. So he asked Arioch why he was doing this, and Arioch explained and went through the whole story. And you know what Daniel did when he heard this? He didn't think, King Nebuchadnezzar is crazy. I'm legging it to get away from this. You know what Daniel did? He went to the king. The man who was trying to kill him, he went straight to him. And he went to him and he said, King Nebuchadnezzar, I've heard your problem. Give us some more time. I will go away and see if I can work out what your dream was and what it meant. And thankfully, King Nebuchadnezzar agreed. And he said, yes, you may have some time. So Daniel went straight away back to his friends. And he went to them and went, look, this is our problem. This is what we have to do. We need to pray to God. And that is what they did. They got together and they prayed and they prayed to God and they asked him for mercy to grant them the knowledge of what the king had dreamt and what it meant. And you know what? That night Daniel did find out what the king had dreamt. 
And he did find out the meaning. And he got up the next morning and he ran and he went out and he tried to find Ariok, the king's commander. He went to him and he went, look, I know what the king's dream is. Take me to him now so I can tell him. And Ariok took him off. And King Nebuchadnezzar had heard he was coming and he was all excited. He went to Daniel, is it true? Do you know what my dream is? Do you know what it means? And you know, at this point, Daniel could have gone, yes. I know everything, I am great, I know your dream, and I know what it means. But he didn't, because he knew it wasn't by him, it wasn't by his strength that he was doing it. He also knew that it wasn't just for him that he wanted to be saved, he wanted all the wise men in the land to be saved. And that leads us to our bottom line for this week, which is, when you stand for what's right, you stand up for others. Daniel's conviction led him to this point to stand up for what was right, and it led him to this point to help save others. And he told the king, I do not know this because I am smarter than everyone. I do not know this because I am better than everyone. I only know this because God has told it to me. And so then he went on to tell the king his dream. Now listen to this. Okay, remember we talked about how crazy and how silly it was to guess somebody's dream? Listen to how crazy and ridiculous this dream was that the king had, and he wanted people to guess this. Okay? The dream was that the king had seen a large statue of a man. Okay, I'm not a large man, but imagine a large statue of a man, like this, okay? <laughs> there was a large statue of a man whose head was made of gold, whose shoulders and arms and chest was made of silver, whose belly and thighs were made of bronze, whose legs were made of iron and whose feet were made of clay and iron, that a rock was cut out but not by human hands and came and crushed the feet of the statue and it crumbled and then the whole statue crumbled and turned to dust and then blew away in the wind and then that rock turned into a mountain that grew up and covered the entire earth and could never be destroyed. That was the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had wanted everybody to guess. That was what he expected them to be able to tell. But they couldn't. Daniel couldn't. They could only do it because God had told Daniel what it was. And Daniel went on to explain to King Nebuchadnezzar that this dream was to show about King Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, the head, and all subsequent kingdoms that would come after King Nebuchadnezzar, how they would all come to pass, but eventually this one kingdom would come, the rock that would grow into the mountain, that would cover the earth and never be destroyed, which was going to be God's kingdom. And that his kingdom would eventually come and it would cover the earth and never be destroyed. And you know, when King Nebuchadnezzar heard this, we are told that he knew that this God that Daniel talked about was more powerful than anyone or anything else. And he knew that that was the true God. And that is because of Daniel's conviction. He had stood up for what was right even when others didn't. And he stood up so that he could help others. And you know, he was rewarded. Him and his friends were brought to higher positions within the kingdom, all because of Daniel's conviction. And that leads us to us now, what we need to learn from this story today. We need to learn two things. Firstly, the conviction to stand up for what is right. Daniel, I said, I don't know how he stood there calmly. I don't know how he went to the king who wanted to kill him. He didn't do it by himself. He did it because he knew God was there with him and God would help him in all situations. And he knew that because of the second thing that he and his friends had done. They had prayed to God. They had asked him for help. 
And that is what we need to do each day. We need to turn to God. We need to pray to him. We need to ask him for the help to stand up, to have conviction, to stand up for what is right when others don't so that we can help others. So if we see somebody that is being picked on and not being treated fairly, that we can go over and try and help them out of it. If we can see somebody that is struggling with something, that we can go and help them and have the strength to do that. And that's what we need to remember, to have the conviction to stand up for what is right. And so just as I'm about to sit down, we're going to pray that to God now. So let's pray. So kids, as we do in junior church, Arms out, ready, three, two, one, up. Bring it down past the eyes, close the eyes down, past the chin, by the head. Dear God, we thank you for your Bible. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for all of the lessons that we can learn from it. We thank you for the story of Daniel, for the story of his conviction and how he could stand up for what was right. And we pray that each one of us will be able to have conviction in our lives, not because we are strong, but because we know that you are here with us always and that you will help us and guide us and give us the strength to stand up for what is right. And we thank you that we know that this is true and that you hear our prayers. That's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.